Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. sun is going down and you know what that means. It's time for me to record a special episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I am your host, Lena Nazari, and you can find me at lenanazari.com. There you will see links to my social media as well as ways to email me. Let's get to it. I've been sitting on these recordings for months. This is hours and hours and hours of recordings. And I've been waiting for the right time to play this. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum ghost hunt episode was well received and I will be doing more hunts in the future. So subscribe and turn on alerts to see when new episodes drop so you don't miss things like this, a bonus episode. I wanted to give you all something to celebrate the holidays and the new year. And I thought, why not? go ahead and do this uh, ghost episode. So I've been listening all day, picking out the perfect things to share with you. I'm a week away from heading to New Orleans for Fan Expo. I cannot wait. My friend Summer will be my road trip buddy and she is going to stay in the haunted hotel room with me. And then meeting us there for the fans of the second book will be the real Jeremy and Logan. So I'm excited. Follow me on Instagram to see everything that happens. I'm going to be going to the Vampire Cafe and the Boutique de Vampire. We'll be trying beignets and checking out the French Quarter, hopefully getting to Marie Laveau's as well as some cemeteries. And at least one night, Summer and I will go live and record an EVP session in the hotel. We'll be at the Dauphine, which is rumored to be one of the most haunted in the city, which is impressive considering it is one of the most haunted cities. Um, As you likely have already seen, the Kickstarter was not successful. So I have been working on querying agents, trying to get this third book published for you all. My fanged family will be the first to hear any updates, so make sure that you join if you haven't already on my website. And in the meantime, I have started writing Reese. Okay, Uh, let's talk about Crescent Sanatorium in Lilly, Pennsylvania. Um, Beginning with the donation of the land by a steel tycoon, Andrew Carnegie, anybody who lives in Pittsburgh will know that name, Carnegie, Uh, and prescribed by the Act of Assembly in June 1910, the Crescent Tuberculosis Sanatorium was opened in 1916. The location was considered as ideal because there was abundance of fresh air and the treatments that were being used to combat disease. uh, One of them did include fresh air and sunlight. Uh, The present administration building was built in the European style with gargoyles on the tower and the crests of Scottish clans cut into the sandstone as a reminder of Mr. Carnegie's heritage. 
With the introduction of new drugs and treatments for tuberculosis, the need for sanatoriums declined. So in December of 1956, the facility was incorporated into the Lawrence F. Flick State Hospital, being run by the Department of Public Welfare to treat the mentally ill and mentally disabled. It was also a children's home at one point, and this remained in operation until December of 1982. And then in 1983, the facility was converted into a state correctional institution under the Bureau of Corrections. Um, they converted the facility into the state correctional institution. Total allocation for design and renovation was $20.6 The construction began on, uh, in 1984. It was renovated with the addition of fire safety, environmental and security equipment. Uh, the design for the new housing units for, units for inmates became the prototype for institutions being built across the state. And in August 1986, the first inmate work cadre of 10 inmates arrived from SCI Huntington to do some work. And then later, all of these inmates would then be assigned to SCI Crescent. January of 2013, that's how recent it was, state officials announced the prison would be closed. It would later be bought with the goal of turning it into a hydroponic farm. Now, paranormal experts refer to this site as the trifecta for activity because it has been, in its time, three of the most active types of places. A hospital, a children's home or a home for the mentally disabled, and a prison. So everybody who watches these paranormal shows knows that just one of those things, she'll probably get activity, but this is all three. And over 40,000 deaths happened on that site just during the TB days. The campus itself has over a dozen buildings. There's a tunnel system that runs below. And when I tell you, hold on to the map, I mean it. It is very easy to get turned around and question where you are. <laughs> very easy. Everything starts to kind of look the same, especially in the dark. And um, you need that map. Trust me. Now, it was my friend Sheena, and for those of you who read my books, I met Sheena after I wrote the book. So uh, this Sheena is not the Sheena in my book, but Sheena actually sent me a message just days prior to this and just said, we should go. And I said, okay. So we arrived and we partook in the self-guided option. So this means that you just wander the property without a guide. You know, the uh, lunatic asylum, any other place you go, the prisons, there's always a guide with you. Not this one. They just give you a map and send you out. And there is an audio tour that can be listened to while you walk the property. But the bottom line is, be careful if you're alone. Not only do ghosts wander the same grounds as you, but some of the buildings are really not in good shape. So I don't recommend doing it alone. It is not for the faint of heart. We actually had enough daylight to see the whole place so we could enjoy the buildings. We planned out our night. We took some beautiful pictures, especially at sunset, and kind of like got our bearings and, and really understood where each building was so that when the sun went down, we could just focus on ghost hunting. Now, I will tell you, we did not have the place to ourselves. Many other people were there. This thing is is 
massive, okay? It's acres and acres. So it's not like you're on top of each other, but you will absolutely hear and see other people. Um, and some are not quite as respectful or quiet as you are. So something to remember when you go on a ghost hunt. Throughout this episode, I will play some of our best or most memorable moments while telling you some things in between. I highly recommend that you look this place up as you listen and see pictures to go with my descriptions. Um, but also you can just go to my Instagram where I'm going to post pictures that Sheena and I took that night. Reported activity at Crescent is slamming doors, footsteps, shadow figures, being touched, and EVPs. And we started in the chapel while it was still light. And a man joined us and gave us not only some advice on where to go, but told us about his previous experience on the site. stuff happened in this church when I was here in November. They did like a uh, winter one, so I did like 12 to 6, so like from 4 to 6 it was dark. Mm -hmm. And I was the last one here, it was probably about 5 o'clock. I walked through that door, 5 feet in, the wooden door just slammed shut. So that was him saying that when he was in the chapel, he was there by himself and the door slammed shut. So I want you to remember that. Um, the next few hours, we would go down into the tunnels, which, whew, a great setting for a horror movie is all I'm going to say. <laughs> down into the tunnels, we did the tunnels, um, we walked all over, took a bunch of pictures, um, spent a little more time back in the chapel as the sun was starting to go down. Uh, nothing happened. You know, I'm not going to make stuff up that didn't happen. So hours and hours of us just walking around and talking. We were listening to the uh, history on the audio tour and, um, and just really like enjoying the space. I know that sounds terrible considering what, what happened there, but just kind of taking in that space and that history. It is the middle of nowhere. Um, and when I say that, I've never seen so many stars in the sky. I, it's such an understatement. I, I wish there was a way to have captured it. I don't have a camera good enough, but we got to enjoy the, the place itself. And then the lights, or the lights, the sun went down. So we were in the chapel when the sun went down. So we decided now that it was nighttime to venture back into the spooky tunnels and uh, that's where we had our first real sort of um, experience you know if you've never done these it's tough because you know what you hear and you know what you see but then you start to question everything you know and you're looking for an excuse or not an excuse you're trying to find a rational explanation because you don't want to get too excited um, but this was the first experience we had after hours of walking around where we were I mean, we just looked at each other when it started up, like, do you hear what I hear? And thankfully, I was able to faintly catch it on recording. So I'm going to play that for you now. And remember, this is dark, spooky tunnels underneath. And in between every building is asphalt. It's, it's a road. There we go. Rolling as we enter the tunnel. Entering the tunnels. Oh, boy. 
If I just hit a spot, I'm like, heat back there. Somebody's above us? They can't be above us. Oh? No, you, there's no second floor to the chapel that you can access. This is still chapel. Oh. They sound like a heartbeat almost. Yeah. There's not that many people. I'm sorry. I'm not believing <laughs> that. playing. It's like a bass. Who would be doing that though? Nobody to my knowledge. All right, we're going to go dark and see what happens. As you could hear us talking about, we had um, entered to into the tunnel by going downstairs from the chapel. And there's just a small part of the chapel that you can access. And then we just started walking. So at, in the beginning of it, we're under chapel. But as we kept walking, we would have been under, I think, asphalt. But again, uh, you know... Who knows? But the point is, is that it was very, very rhythmic and very loud. It sounded like somebody in boots stomping to a rhythm. And I'm going to go back and just grab a snippet and crank up the volume for you. If you can hear it, it sounds exactly like a heartbeat. And so after this, we, we sat there for a couple minutes just listening and trying to figure it out. And then somebody walked up and joined us. And I'm so sorry if she ever listens to this episode. I do not remember your name. But she ended up staying with us for about an hour or so after this. Um, but then we started to discuss what was happening. And she, of course, um, let us know there was nobody. She had just come down. She's like, there's nobody up there. I just came down myself. Yeah, that way's blocked, right? It, I, I, I know you can't access it. Yeah, they're going to get turned around. Those those footsteps kind of sounded like what we heard, though, right? Yeah, and it was like above us from probably yeah, well, where the red is mm -hmm. the way here. And it was just it sounded like there was. But it sounded like they were going back and forth, which is weird. If it's the guy that was taking pictures, mm -hmm. he was over on the chapel right at the opening, right at the oh, door. So yeah, it couldn't have been him. Uh -uh. No, because 
uh, above us now is pavement, but it's thick mm-hmm. pavement. Like you're yeah, not going to get through that. Really and it was loud. Yeah. And it's. I said it sounds like they're not. They're stomping in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. My light just died. Oh no. Like, I'm not kidding you. Oh, there it is. Oh. I'm sat here pushing it and pushing it and it didn't go. Oh, God. Was that you playing with it? Because I pushed on the button and it would not move. I was like, tell me you just drained my light. Uh, I was gonna be real mad. I was gonna be big mad. I can't believe we stood here in the dark. We're so brave. <laughs> So that's a pretty realistic inter- um, example of what it's like ghost hunting with me. There's there's um, serious moments and then not so serious moments. So the flashlight went dead and then it, it was off for a few seconds and she was pushing the button, pushing the button, and then it did come back on. So we're going to chalk that up to just a bad flashlight. So now there's three of us and we went to the maximum security area of the corrections. So this is where you would have somebody who was violent or mentally ill. And um, there were two sides to it. And we started, uh, when you walk in, you'll see, you know, the guards desk like you're used to seeing in movies. And you can go off to the right to one cell block or off to the left. And we went off to the left. And I'm going to play this next next clip for you and then let you know why I am playing it.
so I played that for you as just a little ghost hunting 101. Um, as you can imagine, if you go and you record eight hours and then you don't listen to it right away, let's say a couple months go by and then you're listening to it. Like, for example, that sound was Juliet. Um, and you don't mark where you are vocally and you don't mark what the noise is, then you may be listening to it three months later like, oh my God, that's footsteps. So it's important that you mark it by just saying that's other people. That's, you know, at one point. So at this point in time, just to put it into perspective, we were in a jail cell. I was in a dark jail cell by myself. Sheena was upstairs and we were just sitting quietly hoping, come on, Juliet. Um, this is a good time to tell you guys that in January, I will be starting something new with my podcast, which is I am going to have a YouTube channel and I will be actually be recording me recording these episodes so that you get to see all the bloopers and all the times I have to chase the cat and dog out and how many times I have to repeat. And, you know, I hope to make it fun. That sounds kind of boring, but I hope to make it fun. So, for example, you would get to see me chasing Juliet out of here. So I'm laying in a dark jail cell. Um, Sheena's upstairs, also in a dark jail cell. We're laying there silently, but just people are being people. And it was impossible. Um, and I, there's even a couple times where I could hear Sheena wish, whispering in another room because she was doing an EVP session. And thankfully, it hasn't been so long that I forgot that. And I just recognized the cadence of her voice. So I was able to say, oh, that's Sheena talking upstairs when I was downstairs. But you can think how if I listened to it three months later and have forgotten that, I'd be like, oh, my God, I caught EVP. And in fact, it was Sheena upstairs. So it's just important that you say on your recordings, now we're entering the chapel. Um, that was a person walking by us. You know, that sound was me opening my monster energy drink or whatever so that you don't get too excited. So I thought I would put that in there. For people who have not ghost hunted or are brand new at it, just learn from our mistakes and mark things. And this takes me into my next clip. And this clip is nothing paranormal. This is another ghost hunting 101 or a PSA, if you may. We went to the other side of this building and um, there was a man up on the second floor and he was taking pictures. He was just standing there taking pictures. And we sat at a table on the first floor and he was up on the second floor taking pictures. And here is what happened. Is there anyone in here with us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if he thought he was being funny or he was mad that we were there. Uh, I just want to clarify, if he was upstairs doing EVP, then we would not have said ours quite as loud. However, he was not doing EVP. He was taking pictures. I, I, I can only assume spirit photography trying to catch something. 
So for him to be responding to our questions in our EVB session, kind of a dick move. So we just got up and walked out because we were so frustrated with the amount of people that were being so loud and so obnoxious and not respecting the people around them. So this is when we went to Building E. Building E is the major correctional facility that's there. It is, I think, three stories. It's a gigantic building. And when you walk in, you can go to the right to uh, block A, or you can go to the left to block B. And this was kind of, this is a kind of a way tucked away from the other buildings. And there's just like wild growth all around it. So we were lucky um, that when we went in, there was nobody in there. And this is when we started to get some actual um, activity. So I'm going to go ahead and play this next one for you. And please remember, um, we have just gone in, we've gone in, we're sitting in cell block, or I'm sorry, we're sitting in block B. And um, we're sitting at a table on the first floor. So all around us, anyone who's seen TV will know, it, it's just a big square of jail cells. And there's two floors. So above us is another floor square of jail cells. And it is completely and utterly dark. All right, now I'm here for the Where are you at? I don't think anybody else is in there. Oh, maybe. But you think if somebody would, because you can see mm -hmm. light. Mm -hmm. Were you just standing in cell 23? Are you on the second floor with Sheena? Twenty-three, yeah. Mm-hmm. That spell says six. Hmm. <laughs> Are you gonna throw a cigarette in there? <laughs> it's funny because I came here on a ghost hunt, but my initial response when I saw a figure was to cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's everybody's initial. I swear I heard somebody talking over on the other side. I thought that too. We I can go over there next. I think we're the only ones in this building. All right, well, we're going to go over to A block. Yeah, so you heard it. Uh, you heard it right. Sheena was upstairs walking around trying to take pictures. She was hearing footsteps. I was downstairs uh, sitting at a table with my friend facing me in front of me. And behind her, in the doorway of a cell, I saw a very clear shadow figure and my knee-jerk response was to cover my eyes 
which I did for a couple seconds. And then when I looked again, I, it wasn't there. So I finally fessed up to what had happened. And meanwhile, we were hearing a lot of voices from cell block A, where we are headed at the end of this clip and where we are at the beginning of the next clip. I don't hear, I don't hear anybody. Is there anyone in here? Hello? Okay. So we are the only ones in this building. We sure are. Maybe A will do a little something for us. It feels older over here. It feels colder, uh -huh. too. All right, A block. So as you heard in the clip, we established that we were the only ones in the entire building and that the whispering we heard coming from cell block A was not human beings. So um, already we were kind of heightened. And then as you heard Sheena say, there was a considerable temperature drop from cell block B to cell block A. And um, it was set up exactly the same way. There's a first floor with tables and then the second floor is you walk upstairs and it's just this walkway around the square, um, just enough space to walk in front of the jail cells. Sheena went up right away. She walked around um, and then she did come back down and sit with us for a little while. And you will hear us talk through a couple of the things that we were experiencing. And I will tell you, this is the only place the whole night and the whole campus that I felt uncomfortable, um, scared, and we were all independently feeling uncomfortable and towards the end of this we were having some trouble breathing and also feeling like we were just surrounded so let's get into uh, cell block a Mm-hmm. Was that a voice? Yes. Is somebody upstairs? I don't know if there's a window there, but I swear I just saw something walk past it. Okay. Is there someone downstairs with us? Are you walking past the window? Can you do that again? It sounded like you were whistling. Now, I don't know if you heard it, but I'm going to replay that sound for you 
I'm going to repeat it a couple times back to back and I'm going to turn up the volume so protect your ears and then I will tell you what I think it is. So what you need to know is at, at that moment, up until that moment, we were hearing whispering on the second floor, um, some footsteps, and then that. And in the moment, uh, we all said like we heard that. It sounded like a whistle. But now that I go back and listen to the recording, to me, it sounds like somebody clanking two pipes together. Um, and I can't help but picture like every movie you've seen where somebody's about to fight and they're clanking two pipes together. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounds like a footstep and then a clink, like somebody is clinking two pipes together. The other thing that you have to remember is there was a bell in uh, cell block B that we were asking them to ring. However, to me, it does not have the sound quality of a bell. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you a couple more times and then you comment, you tell me what you think it is. Now at this point in time, we are independently feeling very uncomfortable and we would kind of talk about this later on. And um, we felt like there was at least one person on that second floor and it was so dark that your eyes can definitely play tricks on you. However, there were a couple, there were some windows in some of the jail cells. So um, there was a little bit of light and that's where, you know, Sheena thought that she saw someone walk in front of it. But the thing was not even what we were seeing, it was what we were hearing. It was sounding like footsteps and, um, and whispering and it was coming from multiple spots above us. So by the end, it would feel like there was multiple people up there. The next thing that you're going to experience, I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to, and then we will talk about it. Do you hear heavy breathing? Can you make a noise to let us know where you're at? Okay, something touched me. Okay, turn the light on. <laughs> something fucking touched my leg. Was it and my bag? It, no, and it wasn't this either, because it was like down here. I could see light I actually going felt away. like I couldn't breathe. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, right across there. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. <laughs> and then right through this one, through mm -hmm. that window, I saw somebody passing yeah. from it. 
So at this point in time, um, like you heard us saying, like we were having a hard time breathing. It was feeling very intense in there. We were hearing a lot of noises all around us. We were hearing breathing and footsteps and all kinds of things. And then, of course, Sheena had someone touch her, touch her. And we did look, uh, we flipped on the flashlight very quickly and looked to make sure it was not a rodent or an insect or my bag was touching her or anything. There was nothing around her. And she was insistent that she had been touched. And that was when we all um, spoke to each other about the different things that we were experiencing, the different things we were seeing. We were definitely seeing multiple people moving around and hearing multiple people moving around on the second floor. And it got to the point where we were, uh, we were ready to go. All right, guys, had your chance. We're gonna head out. Visiting hours are over. Back there, I felt yep. like constantly. Yep. Constantly back so there. So I, 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 I have to believe there's two. I, but then I heard back I there too. Behind me oh. too. Yeah, okay. I heard the one and the, where are the showers at? That's there. what I was hearing over there. That's the drip drip I was yep. hearing, yeah. And shuffling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the heavy breathing came from here too. Okay. It went from like here to like here. Yeah. I felt but then it like I it think was there was someone distinctly over there. Yes. So yeah, we were debriefing. Once we left the building, we, we had a little bit of a hike to our next spot. So we were all... First off, we were so happy to get out of that building and out into the fresh air and like breathe for a minute. And we used the bathroom and we like, we just, we needed a second. And so then we were all comparing everything we had heard and the different places it was coming from. And so that was building E. And when I go back to Crescent, I will absolutely go back to building E for sure. The next spot we were going to head is actually the terminally ill building. So that would be where the hospice patients were. And uh, we found a picnic table up on the second floor and we had some snacks and some water. And then we decided to pull out the spirit box. And um, we did what we had done at Trans Allegheny, which was um, putting headphones into the spirit box. So I put on the headphones. So I would say what I was hearing in the spirit box, but could not hear the questions that were being asked. That way, if it lined up, it's a little more... Uh, harder to explain and I always thought too with the spirit box if you hear more than one word at the rate that it's sweeping it'd be very difficult to say that's radio so especially if you're hearing more than one word and it's lining up the, with the question being asked it's a little more intriguing so that was what we were doing in the terminally ill building oh that's nice and loud all right can you try telling us your name one more time Would you like to come have a snack with us? No. Can you tell us what year it is? I don't know. What year was it when you died? I don't know. Can we have your name? Do 
us to leave. Okay. So yes, you want us to leave? Can I get a yes or no? Is your name Maggie? Is your name Michael? That was a very clear I'm Maggie. Are you for me? Tell me something about yourself, Maggie. What was your favorite thing to drink? I think that said, I'm not ready. What are you not ready for, Maggie? Are you not ready for us to leave? Is there anything you want to tell us? I'm drinking water. That was really clear. <laughs> Did I get that question out before she had, before she said that? Because I said, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, or, mm -hmm. So water's your favorite thing to drink? Mine too. You want me to leave mine open for you? You can have some. I'll share. If you go over to where our little green dot is and you touch it, it'll turn different colors if you want to try that. It'll be yellow and orange and red like the sunset. Do you like the sunsets? What's your favorite animal, Maggie? Did you come to stay here when you were young? or when you were older. I thought it said you come to me. No, thank you. 
kid when you got here? Or in my room. Maggie, what room is yours? You have to tell us what room is yours or we can't come to you. Seven B. I'm gonna unplug this because I want you guys to hear this too. So your room is seven B. Are you there, Maggie? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Seven. Is 7B your room? Can you tell me yes or no? anyone that has never used a spirit box or watched someone use a spirit box now you get to at the end you get to hear what it sounds like so it's just sweeping through frequencies very quickly through radio stations so to get a clear couple of words or sentence um, is interesting because it, it doesn't pause long enough for that um, I did edit it down there were minutes and minutes of no responses so I did edit it down to more of the responses that we were getting. Some made sense, some didn't. Just so you know, the reason that we were, um, Sheena was saying, are you Maggie, are you Michael? It's because using the spirit box earlier, we had heard the name Maggie a couple times. But at one point we thought, is that Michael? So that's why she did Maggie Michael. So then to clearly hear I am Maggie was something and the I'm drinking water was so crystal clear. So um, to let you guys know, we did actually go look for the room. We assumed we went upstairs, we found the rooms and um, there were multiple beds inside. So we thought maybe the root 7B means it's room seven and then whatever bed B was. That we do that in the hospital too. We'll say like four door or four window or, you know, AB. So unfortunately, as we were walking down the hallway, we went one, two, three, four, five, and then there was a door that was locked for the rest of the hallway. So we were not able to go into room seven. We did um, stand there trying to get knocks or anything, uh, but unfortunately, we did not get anything. So sadly, uh, we were asked to go visit a particular room, but we're unable to go in there. So I will definitely go back to the hospice ward. We ended our night in back in the chapel. 
uh, we wanted very much to get back to the chapel and back to the tunnels. Now we ended up spending over an hour in the chapel. So we did not have time to go back to the tunnels. When we first went into the chapel, there was a couple sitting in the front, their pews, as you can imagine, a couple sitting in some front pews. And then Sheena and I sat towards the back, which is where the shadows, shadow figures get seen. And then we sat there in silence. And it was probably a good uh, 30 minutes of just sitting there in silence. Um, I will go ahead and play something for you guys. And this is another PSA, okay? This is a what not to do when you're on a paranormal investigation or a ghost hunt, or you know the people around you are ghost hunting. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, protect your ears. Here we go. So yeah, after 35 minutes of sitting in a dark, quiet chapel, it was, a, it was midnight, a group of teenagers came in through the chapel as loud as they could be, like they were at a frat party. For minutes and minutes and minutes, they walked around this chapel making that level of noise. It was so frustrating. So boys and girls, don't be those people, okay? 
dick move when you're on a paranormal investigation to be that loud. And I understand they are teenagers, but they were old enough to be doing this on their own, which means they're over 18, which means you are old enough to know better. And again, like dick move. We all spent the money to be there. Um, it wasn't 6 p.m. It was midnight. And uh, we were there for a reason. And it was not to have a party. So at this point in time, the couple that had been sitting in the chapel got up and left. I think they were just disgusted or they were done with the night. And then Sheena and I were able to sit there quietly for a couple minutes. Uh, another couple walked through the chapel uh, very quietly and respectfully. And then three minutes after they came through the chapel, this happened. Sure. No. Is there anybody there? It's just us. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> if you think back to the beginning, uh, that man told us that when he was sitting in the chapel, the door slammed. And don't you know, after like 50 minutes of sitting in the chapel and being patient, the door slammed. And we did get up and go, look, there was nobody there. As a matter of fact, the door that we're pretty sure that slammed has no out, uh, no other door out from that room. So that means the person would have to slam the door and then walk away or slam it from the inside and still be inside. So, so yeah, our heart was pounding. Our hearts were pounding after that. But yeah, if you remember at the beginning of this episode, you heard somebody say that when they were sitting in the chapel, the door slammed and the very same thing happened to us just hours later. Um, and then of course there, there, we spent a few more minutes in the chapel. I think we pulled out the spirit box and asked, asked the spirit box, was it you who slammed the door? We did not get a response, however. So that was my time. My very first time ghost hunting at Crescent Sanatorium in Lily, Pennsylvania. Highly, highly recommend it. Check it out. Um, you can see all the pictures. And uh, when I tell you that you could... I could spend two days exploring this place. I will definitely go back. Definitely go back. Um, so that's it. That's it for our bonus episode. Uh, Cranus, Cranus, Crescent Sanatorium Paranormal Investigation with Lena and Sheena. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful New Year's. I hope your Christmas or whatever you celebrate was wonderful as well. Um, please follow me to see everything that's going to happen in New Orleans. I am so excited. I, I still can't, I still can't wrap my brain around the fact that I will be in New Orleans in a week. So watch for all of that stuff. And then you can expect my, uh, season three, episode one to be out. Um, I get back from New Orleans the 10th. So let's be realistic. Um, I'm going to say the 14th or 15th, I will start season three and it will be our, um, the episode that we did last year when we looked forward to what we could expect in 2022 when it comes to vampires. We're going to do the very same thing, what to expect in 2023 when it comes to vampires. And then we'll go back into our regularly scheduled programs of movies and TV shows and books that I can review. If you have any requests, please email me. Let me know now. And if you heard something in these recordings that I missed, 
or uh, if you want to tell me what you think that sound in the jail cell was, if it was clinking pipes, if it was whistling or what it was. Now remember, there is no working plumbing there, so it's not like it was water in the pipes. So, um, so yeah, let me know. All right, everybody, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, can't wait to see you in 2023. Can't wait to see what the year brings us all. And I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.